0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Behind the Headlines. On today's episode, where to go in Michigan this summer. Emily Bingham joins us as we figure out the best spots that you need to see this year. As I said, our guest for the podcast, Emily Bingham, is joining us. And as always, my co-host, the one, the only, Mr. John Heiner. John? Well, hello, Eric. Uh, Happy spring to you. Happy to be here back with you on Behind the Headlines. And today, a special uh, podcast for our listeners is my favorite guest of all that we ever have on behind the headlines, a repeat visitor. And she is my favorite because if she's here, it heralds my favorite season in Michigan. And as she can see, I have my Michigan coffee mug this morning with all the little turf spots on it. It says Great Lakes, Great Times. And we are at the cusp of the season where we definitely uh, can get out and enjoy the great outdoors in Michigan—some of the best assets the state has—and to walk us through that this year, because Memorial Day is upon us. I want to welcome back to Behind the Headlines Emily Bingham.
1: I'm so excited to be here and honored to be a repeat guest.
0: You are a repeat guest. You're 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 coming up close on the five-time um, wow. five-time club, where you get the robe and you get to use the, <laughs> the lounge and all that at the Behind the Headlines studios. So. Glad to have you back. Also, um, I know that you've been working on a piece uh, that our readers will see on M Live and in our print newspapers on Memorial Day weekend, and it's our annual look at great things to do. Uh, you're a reporter who's the outdoor uh, expert for Live and one of the foremost people in the state about uh, things to do that um, maximize Michigan's natural beauty and, and the outdoors and the assets we have here. So Emily, without further ado, I'd like you to kind of introduce our readers to some of the things that you've been writing about or researching uh, that they can do as part of a great summer in Michigan.
1: Yeah, well, um, I want to step back and just give a little context. When my um, editor approached me about writing uh, kind of the annual spring travel roundup this year, um, we talked about uh, bucket list, which is a really common Uh, type of piece in journalism. And I've been covering Michigan outdoor travel and recreation for almost 20 years. I've written a lot of bucket lists. And when I sat down to start brainstorming what to put on this list, I thought, you know, the thing about bucket lists is eventually you get through them. So I wanted to challenge the reader. Um, I wanted to write a bucket list for the person that maybe has seen and done all the classic stuff in Michigan. I wanted surprises. I wanted to shake things up a little bit, you know. especially after the last couple of years where a lot of our lives have been looking the same every single mm-hmm. day. I wanted this to be the summer where maybe you try something new, maybe you go to a new place, maybe you learn something, uh, see something you've never seen before. So that was kind of the lens uh, that I used to come up with this list. Um, and I think it's pretty good. I would be willing to bet that there's at least one thing for everybody who reads this list um, that they've never done before. Well, that's great. As...
0: Hold on, because yeah, I just, yeah. I just yeah, wanna yeah. say uh, yeah, born and raised in Michigan, I lived in Northern Michigan as you did. I know uh, uh, before you came in live, you were working I think at Traverse City. Mm-hmm. So I, I w- I'm gonna want you to challenge me here the stuff I didn't even know I needed to do in Michigan, because I think, you know, the beginner level through intermediate, I'm good with the, you know, Mackinac Island and Quaminin Falls and, um, some of the bike trails that you've written about in the past and things to do, um, the beaches, you know, the dunes, of course, but I'm, I'm going to see, I'm going to get out my pad here. I'm going to see how much of the stuff that you come up with. that is a complete surprise to me.
1: Sure. Well, I think I'm going to start with the biggest adventure then. Have you ever gone whitewater rafting in Michigan?
0: I have not. I have whitewater rafted, but not in Michigan. I mean, I've been on the Pine River when it was a little high and I'd had a couple of drinks, so that was a little scary, but I have not gone <laughs> whitewater rafting.
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty of uh, rivers in Michigan that will challenge you where you might risk tipping out of your canoe or kayak, but Michigan. In fact, does have a river with certified white water. It's in the far western reaches of the UP. It is the Sturgeon River and it has class three and four rapids. Uh, and you can um, do a rafting trip with uh, it's True North Outpost. It's an outfitter company and they do guided rafting trips. Um, and they do, they actually have a couple different style trips, including like a cool uh, overnight one. But if you want to have a whitewater experience without leaving the state, which I think is really cool. Most people think whitewater rafting. I got to head down south, West Virginia area. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you can actually head north uh, into the UP and get your whitewater rafting on right here.
0: I did not know that. That You got me. Number one, you got me <laughs> uh, right off the bat. Um how far west in the UP? Because it's like going to another state. I'm not trying to knock any Upers, but if it's far enough west, uh, that could be quite a trip for people. So they might want to plan uh, for a couple nights up there.
1: Sure, it's about as far west as you can go. It's it's like right on the border. Okay, so um, it would be a a big trip, but again. Uh, I think it's just a cool thing to say you did, um, especially if you're a big adventure seeker. And I know so many people who are outdoorsy in Michigan have a lot of Michigan pride. And I think it'd be just like a cool uh, thing to say that you did, that you whitewater rafted in Michigan.
0: That's fantastic. And you could probably pair it up, take your bikes too, if you wanted and and find some bike trails or hiking trails in that area as well. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you're one for one on me. Yeah. What well, else? I'm going
1: to I'm gonna stick with the boating theme, but we can tame it down just a little bit. Um, I think one of the most classic summer experiences you can have in Michigan uh, is biking the perimeter of Mackinac Island. However, some of the best views of the island are from the water. And there is an outfitter now on the island that um, rents kayaks and leads guided kayak trips. And so uh, to kayak uh, along the shoreline of Mackinac Island, I think would be an amazing experience, especially for somebody who's kind of been there, done that with Mackinac mm-hmm. Island, which of course is always beautiful. Uh, there's always something to do there, but there's kind of these classic things you can mm-hmm. do. And and kayaking, I think is is fresh and fun and would be a great thing to do with a family and to, to shake things up a bit.
0: Yeah, no knock on the pictured rocks, but that has become um, almost the, the stereotypical meme photo of anybody who kayaks is to get the picture rocks but Mackin Island that would be a unique perspective um, from the water and do they go all the way around the island you know
1: I don't believe so um the information that I saw they have specific uh guided tours one is a sunrise tour which I think would be absolutely beautiful if you're not into getting up at sunrise they have a sunset tour uh there's another tour that stops at um Round Island, where the lighthouse is. I don't think there's one that goes all the way around the perimeter, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll strike that from, The people okay. didn't hear that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I researched a lot of things in the last week or so, so it's all, it's all in my head.
0: <laughs> let me just let me just ask you real quick. Uh, stop here because you just mentioned a couple things that you got to hop into a a, a kayak for, um, the whitewater rafting and and the open water kayaking how much experience do people need if someone's listening to this and they haven't you know really gotten into a kayak before do you have any tips or suggestions for how to approach that
1: yeah absolutely if there is an experience you really want to do or a river you really want to float um it, I, my advice would be as somebody who spends a lot of time outdoors uh, and has done a lot of these things just call the outfitter for the, the place that you want to paddle and talk to them and explain your experience level. Most rivers have sections that are better for beginners uh, mm-hmm. and sections that are better for more advanced paddlers. And you know, there's been times where I've, I am a, I'm not an advanced paddler, but I'm an inter- intermediate paddler. There's been times where I've just said, I don't want to do anything difficult. I just want to have a nice, easy float. So um, I would start by calling the outfitters, additionally, uh, many of these places offer lessons or um, kind of how to's before you even get in the boat. So uh, everybody just wants you to be safe and have a good time. No one's going to put you on a river uh, and say, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't, if, if you're at all worried, um, and especially if you have kids, just call in advance and, and talk it out and um, they'll steer you in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And I'll point out, as anyone who grew up in Michigan knows from, you know, uh, being in social studies here, you're never more than six miles from a river or body of water a lake or something in Michigan. And, uh, you know, I have, I've kayaked on the Chippewa river near Midland. I mean, um, and canoed on the pine river and the Manistee and the, I live in near Ann Arbor. So, you know, about the Huron river and, uh, all the, the kayaking that goes on there. So it, I don't think it matters where you live. If you're listening to this, there's probably an outfitter near you, um, that will get you on the water.
1: Absolutely, and it's just just classic Michigan summertime. And there's always, if you've done a river, try another river. My one of my personal uh, goals is to paddle a different river every summer, and it's just a great excuse to see different parts of the state.
0: I I hope you live a long, long, long life because <laughs> there's a lot of rivers <laughs> too. in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. What else? What else, Emily?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I will get away from the water now um, because I know that's not everybody's jam and talk about a really special place. Uh, it's near and dear to my heart as somebody who used to live in the Traverse City area. There is, I try to avoid the phrase hidden gem as a writer because it's a bit overused, but this place is the definition of a hidden gem. Okay. It's the Michigan Legacy Art Park. It is a 30 acre nature preserve and outdoor sculpture gallery kind of on the the grounds of Crystal Mountain Resort in Thompsonville and it's it just has this short hiking path through the woods it's a beautiful woods and there's these cool sculptures in the woods so it's just something fun to do but on Friday nights in the summertime they have a concert series at this rustic kind of like log cabin feeling band shell. Mm -hmm. And it is absolutely magical. They bring really cool Michigan artists out. There's a a really rustic amphitheater. And the last time I went was several years ago, but there were fireflies and live music. And it was just the most perfect way to spend a summer evening. And so that's something anybody of any age and any ability could do. It's it's beautiful. Very few people know about it. and it's a Michigan Legacy Art Park is a nonprofit. So it's all good around.
0: That is. And it sounds pretty magical, although behind the headlines will not guarantee you get fireflies. Um, so it's <laughs> responsible if they don't show up Notice. there. But um, I, I be, I've i been to Crystal Mountain a lot um, in the winter. I have not. I think well, that's not true. I golfed there once, but I, I haven't seen the, the art park. That sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah it really is uh it's it's worth seeking out for sure and uh if, even if you're not going specifically to crystal mountain say to golf or or to mountain bike in that area it's about 40 minutes 35 minutes from traverse city so if you're in the traverse city area it's a beautiful drive you might as well go do it
0: right okay uh, i have another one i haven't done so yeah keep, keep rolling
1: Okay, well, speaking of driving, um, this was new to me, but uh, you can learn to drive a Model T Ford at the Gilmore Car Museum, which I think is so cool.
0: Never done it. He got me again. This is (laughs) awesome. They'll let you actually get behind the wheel and drive a Model T. You can
1: get behind the wheel and drive a Model T Ford. And now I have to tell you, I learned that it is not as easy as simply getting behind the wheel. There's no gas pedal. First of all, what? There's (laughs) there's multiple pedals. There's multiple hand levers. So I don't know how easy it is. But uh, every person, it's there's four people in a car. I think three and a driver, and uh, each person gets a turn to learn how to drive, and then you get to drive down um, a couple miles stretch of paved road uh, at the car museum, and and you also learn about the history of of the Model T, which of course was one of the world's first mass-produced cars. Um, Mm -hmm. You get a certificate of completion to prove that you did it, and I just think, especially for all the, the car buffs we have here, for all the just Michigan history buffs, I think it's just a really cool
0: no, i got a couple points here. One, I might have to call my state farm agent before they let me behind the wheel. <laughs> it, it sounds like a recipe for problems if you've got like buttons and levers <laughs> and, you know, but that sounds great. Second, I, again, you tripped me up, but if you'd put an a question, I would answer Greenfield Village or something. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Nope. Gilmore Car Museum.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah okay keep tripping me up
1: keep rolling all right well i have one that um i enjoyed writing about but i personally will never do as somebody who is extremely (laughs) claustrophobic (laughs) okay but uh way up in the keweenaw which is about as far north as you can get in michigan and home to a ton of copper mining history Mm -hmm. you can go underground in a former historic copper mine and, you know, you put on a hard hat and some of these tours are literally repelling down into the mines and you get to tour wow. the historic mines and the tunnels and the mine shafts, which uh, awesome, awesome experience, I think, for anybody, as long as they're not claustrophobic like I am. So I would be the person waiting at the top in the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell me all about it.
0: Watch, it watch the video. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I have to say, as a side note, I got to travel to the Keweenaw last fall for the first time, and it is just beyond what you could possibly imagine. Oh. It's um, I can't say enough wonderful things about that whole region. It's it's um it's worth going and exploring and taking along uh you know a week to do if you if you could.
0: That I have done. I have driven to the tip of the Keweenaw in October at peak color, mm. mind blowing, and um, you know. The the tunnel of trees is great. There's a lot of great places in the lower peninsula, but that's so remote and so much like original timber and so much great. It's just amazing. I'm with you on that. Yeah, not not. I'm also with you. I may not go down into the mine shaft. Uh, I may just stand in in the gift shop, as you say, and read the uh, historical plaques about mining disasters. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I should say that um, Adventure Mine, which is uh, both the name of the mine and the the company that owns the mine now and, and does these tours there's multiple tours and they can be as extreme as you want or as tame as you want so um, they have one tour for example that's great for all ages even kids uh, and then they have a uh, you know one that's kind of for somebody who does not mind scrambling through tight spaces mm-hmm. and, um, and taking a little bit more um, risk so uh, don't let my <laughs> personal fears <laughs> influence your decision to check that out because oh. and the people who run it are super cool I've interviewed them before um, it just sounds like a great organization
0: yeah and I was just kidding about the mining disasters uh, <laughs> <laughs> no that I did not know you could spelunk in, yeah in, so there's there's another one I, that I did yeah. not know I'm learning a lot today
1: oh yay <laughs> that's <laughs> always my goal doing a good job
0: <laughs> and I want to stop right here too and, and remind listeners that this will all be in a story that you you've written or are writing uh, that will appear um, online and in our our papers this weekend so uh, you know next weekend so people Memorial Day weekend so people can help plan their summer so um, don't let me stop you you're on a roll.
1: Sure well this um, this is a little bit more for maybe you've already got your summer trip planned. Uh, I wanted to, to mention Sleeping Bear Dunes which many people have been to. I know some people who lived in Michigan all their lives and have never been to it though. So um, I don't wanna paint with that broad a brush, but if you've been to Sleeping Bear Dunes or you are already going to Sleeping Bear Dunes, my challenge on this list is to seek out the lesser visited sides of Sleeping Bear Dunes. It's a 70,000 acre park. And a lot of people never get beyond kind of the main attractions like the dune climb or Empire Bluff Trail or Pierstacking scenic drive all of which are totally worthwhile, but there's so much more to explore. Um, in the in the story that I wrote up, I recommended for starters, consider taking a day trip to South Manitou Island. There's tons to see and do there, lots of history. There's a shipwreck, there's old growth forests. Um, if you don't feel like getting on the ferry and spending a whole day doing that, uh, the park's newest trail, which was officially opened a couple of years ago, the Kettles Trail is in a, a seldom visited of the park and it's incredibly unique geologically there are all these kettle lakes that the trail lets you see it also the trail also has an accessible portion the first portion of trail is universally accessible so if you have somebody who's maybe um, has some mobility challenges that's a great trail that people could do Um, And then I recently wrote about uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes Tour Company, which was new as of last year. They're the first tour company to get the approval from the National Park Service to offer wilderness tours in the park. New this year, they are offering guided piping plover tours. Mm. So you get to go out in the morning and see the nesting sites for the endangered Great Lakes piping plover you learn the backstory about these amazing, adorable little birds. You get to watch them from a safe and ethical distance. And uh, I think that that is a really cool, unique offering that um, even if you've been to sleeping bird dunes a hundred times, you've probably never done that before.
0: I love a piping plover. I'm not even kidding. They're fun. To, they're just so fun to watch. Um, Absolutely.
1: They're so cute.
0: They're very, very cute birds. Um, and I didn't even know that Sleeping Bear Dunes was seventy thousand acres. So, uh, yes. my education continues. Uh, <laughs> you know the main dune climb where there's parking lots and you, you look back on Inland Lakes. And uh, my girlfriend and I climbed that. We we were had first gone to Pyramid Point because you could stand right over the water up of Glen Arbor, and then we rode bikes on a. Uh, there's a bike trail that you can take all the way through there to the main parking lot, and so we. We, we challenged ourselves and climbed all the way up again to the top and these poor people were laboring up the hill and they got all the way up there and they're like where's the lake and oh yes and we we're like yeah that's like another you know hour that way and they, yeah, had come all the way from, they had come all the way from sandusky ohio oh no and we're like you know you could keep going or you could go up to Pierre. and they just said now nah, we'll go home
1: <laughs> yeah honestly smart move on their part because that trail I think it's just called the dunes trail is is possibly the most strenuous trail in the summertime in the park because people think oh it's sand dunes soft and welcoming and the water is just over the dune no it's just over many more dunes and it's very hot and sand is hard to walk on and there's no shade so yeah climb to the top and if you want to see the water pack accordingly.
0: Right. It's a public service announcement for you all there, especially if you're listening in Ohio. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Okay, next.
1: Yeah, well, um, as long as we're talking about the uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes area, Empire, one of my favorite beach towns in the state, is a great place to learn how to surf. And maybe this is the summer that you and your family learns how to surf together. I think it'd be a really fun thing to do with kids or with your friends or The Traverse City area is a major destination for bachelorette and bachelor parties. I think that'd be a really fun thing to do with your friends. So Sleeping Bear Surf and Kayak, which is based in Empire, will uh, take you out to Lake Michigan. I mean, they're right there, it's just like a block from the water. And uh, they will give you an onshore surfing lesson and then take you out in the water. And they will teach, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure they don't teach in inclement weather, but even if there's flat water, there's things that you can learn. I've done it before on flat water. It was very hard, even with zero waves, <laughs> but really fun. And I left with a whole new respect for the sport and just a cool thing to say that I, that I did.
0: You're blowing me away today. You're just killing me here <laughs> at surfing. <Yes. laughs> I mean, whitewater rafting, spelunking, surfing, I, I, I always hesitate to ask what you got next. It uh, <laughs> better not well, just be like bird watching or something. Better be better <laughs> Although bird watching is great, right?
1: Bird watching is great and near and dear to my heart. Well, I mean, I did kind of lead with some of the more intense things. Um, but let's see. Well, I can mention uh, Michigan is home to a lot of ghost towns. And uh, we do have one that is preserved as a state park, Fayette Historic State Park in the Mm -hmm. Upper Peninsula is beautiful. Photos of it are absolutely gorgeous. These cool ruins from a former iron smelting community uh, turn of the last century um, uh, against Lake Michigan's beautiful blues. Um, I think it'd be a cool spot to stop uh, if you were on, say, a road trip in the UP and you had a day to kill or you wanted to, to see something else or there's a campground on site, go there and spend a day or a couple of days exploring. You're right on the water. Uh, they do have guided and self-guided tours available depending on what time you're up there. You can easily search online to find hours and uh, when, when they offer the guided tours. But especially for the History Buff, a cool part of Michigan that I think is worth checking out.
0: Well, That's again, did not know that it, that existed. So um, yeah. tip there. Uh, we're getting near the end here. I want to make sure you have an opportunity to mention anything uh, that you think people ought to know uh, heading into the summer.
1: Sure. Let's see. Um, I'm just looking at my list here. I'm just, I have to say, I'm really excited about this list. And I hope people write with, uh, you know, things that they end up doing. If you end up doing something off this list, if it inspires sure. you to make a reservation, let us know. I love hearing from readers. Um, yeah, I guess I would end with. Um, oh, what do I choose? I'll end with uh, Grass River Natural Area in Bel Air. We'll end on a very sweet, quiet note after okay, all okay. this white water and kayaking. <laughs> so
0: I called again, please. It's,
1: yeah, it's called Grass River Natural Area. It's in Bel Air, another hidden gem. Uh, You have to, it's, it's, if you're driving through Bel Air, uh, it's, it's not far from any main roads, but you do have to know where you're going to get there. It is a 1500 acre nature preserve that sits along the Grass River, which is on the chain of lakes uh, that links. So like Lake Bel Air and Torch Lake and Elk Lake, all those big kind of fingery looking lakes up there. And it's just Absolutely magical. I I grew up spending summers in that area. uh, So I have fond memories as a kid going and exploring the woods. There's, I think, seven miles of trails. Much of it is boardwalk trail. So you're walking on these boardwalks through cedar swamps and these ferny, mossy forests. Uh, There's more than 100 species of birds that they've counted there. There's all kinds of cool native wildflowers. It's just really unique and special. And uh, and they have really cool programming all the time there. They have a nature center with all kinds of things for kids to do. And one thing that I've never seen anywhere else that I think is really cool is they have uh, an accessible section of trail that uh, I think it's called it's called like the sight pathway something. I don't want to actually say because I'm going to get it wrong, but um, it's for people who are visually impaired and there's braille signage. Uh, so it's really all about welcoming everybody to experience the outdoors and uh, learn about nature. I just, I just love this place and was um, excited to have an opportunity to include it on a list. I, I think it's worth seeking out because Michigan has tons of parks and preserves. This one just feels different and special to me. And if you're in the Bel Air area, go get lunch at Shorts and stop for a couple hours to wander the trails at, at Grass River.
0: I won't miss shorts. I'll make sure to hit that. So (laughs) Bel Air is a great town all four seasons. It's it's a fun place to hang out. It really is. Well, you once again, proven that no matter how long you live in Michigan, you can keep learning great things to do here. That's why it's the best state. uh, And you're the best outdoor writer. uh, uh, Thank you. About it. And uh, (laughs) we're really happy that uh, you're out there doing it uh, for our readers and listeners. Hope you have a great summer. And I, thanks, hope our, as well. and I hope our listeners um, not only uh, take your suggestions, but make sure to read your story because there's more on your hidden gems list. So yep. that, that'll that appear Memorial Day weekend in our, our print editions and online. And uh, Emily, thank you so much. And I'll see you out there this summer.
1: Yes, yeah, see you out there.
0: And there she goes. Huge thanks to Emily for stopping by. Her tips are always amazing. And as always, if you like what John and I are doing Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, he's John Heiner. I'm Eric Alcoran, and this is Behind the Headlines.